0: Hello, it is Sunday, February 11th, 2024, and this is the Center for Spiritual Living Midtown. Thanks to COVID pandemic, we have become the Midtown of the world, and we welcome people from all over the world via Zoom Live, um, Facebook Live, and Facebook recordings, YouTube, and podcast, and several other channels. So we are glad you're all here joining us this morning, and at your convenience, anytime you want to watch these videos online. We would like to ask a favor, either now or right after the service, please share this recording with everyone in your community, all your online community. We would love to have them watch this. Our team has enlisted some of the best speakers in the Science of Mind and New Thought community, and we want you to share it with as many people as possible. You can help us do this. Now, please join me as we come together Such is the nature of God that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to appear, the opportunity to manifest, the opportunity to create. And you are that opportunity, and so am I, and so it is. Whoever you are, whatever path brought you here, please know that you are welcome and celebrated in our community. We know who you are. You are an individual expression of God, You are a unique manifestation of the divine intelligence. You are, well we are, God's opportunity to create and to become unique and wonderful. So whatever state or country you might be watching us from, whatever your ethnicity, your background, your religious affiliation, however you know yourself or describe yourself, your pronouns, your gender identities, the color of your skin, Whoever you are, we are glad that you're here today. Whether you're here in Atlanta or joining us from another city, you are invited to join us, join our community and become part of it. This community has been created to serve you. The Center for Spiritual Living is a strong, open, global, connected community centered on the clarity of principle Through teaching, service, and practice, we create a safe and respectful environment that supports healthy spiritual growth for everyone. To better understand who we are and what we teach, listen to our Declaration of Principles, as written by our founder, Ernest Holmes, and read by members of our congregation. I believe, I
1: believe, I believe in one God,
0: one absolute power and first cause to all things. I believe that this power
2: is perfect love and creates out of a desire to express love.
1: I believe all thought (laughs) is... I believe. I believe. I believe in one God,
0: one absolute power and first cause to all things.
2: I believe that this power is perfect love, and creates out of a desire to express love.
0: I
1: believe all thought is creative, and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. I believe in the unity of all life and the
0: immortality of the individual soul. Forever unfolding. I believe, I believe,
1: I believe in the eternal
0: goodness, the eternal goodness of God, the eternal loving kindness
1: and the eternal givingness of God to all. And so it is. And so it
0: is. And so it is. So it is. Those were practitioners, board members and ministers of our community and the full declaration written by Nurse Holmes, is available on our website, which is cslmidtown.org. A practitioner is someone who has demonstrated the ability to use spiritual practice and spiritual laws to bring about great changes in their lives. They have also demonstrated that they know how to guide others to bring forth positive change in their lives. We are trained and licensed by the Centers for Spiritual Living out of Boulder, Colorado. And we are available to you to provide spiritual guidance and support. So you can contact your um, practitioners through our website again at cslmidtown.com. Oh. Cslmidtown.org. Get my mouth to work right here. I am Lee Huffman. And I have the honor of being the president of the CSL Midtown Board of Trustees, and more importantly, a licensed practitioner of religious science. Today, I have the opportunity to serve as your practitioner and share some thoughts, as well as an affirmative prayer, which is also called a spiritual mind treatment. February is a month of love. We celebrate every month love. But in February, here in the U.S. at least, we celebrate it even more with roses and other flowers, special cards, and my favorite, chocolate. Uh, We celebrate our parents, we celebrate our children, we celebrate our friends, and especially we celebrate the significant others of our lives, our spouses, our girlfriends, our boyfriends, maybe even those that we have a secret crush on. So you can all send me chocolate any month of the year. I'm going to steal our speaker's, I'm not going to steal my, our speaker's thunder, but are you celebrating this Valentine's with everyone you should be celebrating with this year? I'm really looking forward to the talk today. Our founder, Ernest Holmes, created a book called The Science of Mind Textbook. And it's a thick book <laughs> that we study and there's a lot of writings in it. And I'm gonna share a reading from the textbook and then I'll follow the readings with a spiritual mind treatment, which I will explain in a moment. But first a quote. Love is within us. It cannot be destroyed. It cannot be ignored. To the extent that we abandon love, we will feel that it has abandoned us. Denying love is our only problem, and embracing it is the only answer. Through the... Power of love, we can let go of past history and begin again. Love heals, forgives, and makes whole. That's our founder, Ernest Holmes. The reading from the Science of Mind textbook is on page 478 in the definitive edition and page 634 in the complete edition. And it goes like this referencing John 13 34 and 35 Love is the central flame of the universe nay the very fire itself as it is written that God is love and that we have that we are his expressed likeness the image of eternal being love is self-givingness through creation the impartation of the divine through the human. Love is an essence, an atmosphere, which defies analysis as does life itself. It is that which is and cannot be explained. It is common to all people, to all animal life and evident in the response that plants have for those who love them. Love reigns supreme overall. The essence of love while elusive pervades everything, fires the heart. It stimulates the emotions. It renews the soul and proclaims the spirit. Only love knows love and love knows only love. Words cannot express it. We cannot touch its depth of meaning, depth of meaning. The universal sense alone bears witness to the divine fact that God is love and love is God. That's a quote from the Science of Mind textbook. And I like the ending of it. It says, God is love and love is God. That is what this time of year is all about. Actually, this is what the this is what every time of year is all about, because God is omnipresent. That is, God is everywhere within everything. Then everything contains God. Nearly every, every philosophy or religious doctrine that believes in God says, in the beginning there was God, and God was the only thing that existed, nothing else. If that's true, then God was all that existed. Then what did God create everything out of? The material that was there. The answer has to be that God created everything out of itself itself. No wonder God is omnipresent everywhere and everything. Bits and bytes that are flying through the internet are made out of God. The seat you are sitting on right now is made out of God. The monitor you're looking at or the speakers you're listening to are all made out of God. Those people you love are made out of the essence of God. And that essence is love. You are made out of God. God is within you. Since God is love, you are made out of love and love is within you. Let that sink in for a moment. This is a month of celebrating love. You are made out of love and love is within you. With that in our minds and in our hearts, let's go into spiritual mind treatment. Spiritual mind treatment is a prayer. It is an affirmative prayer, a prayer that affirms that we what we desire, and what we know that God desires for us because God's answer to every thought that we have. Good or bad is yes, and so it is. God desires what we desire for ourselves. Science of mind treatment is just that, a treatment of the mind of the person who is speaking or reading it, and any person hearing it and internalizing it within their own mind and heart. If you wish a treatment spoken by someone else can be taken in your mind and made your own. But this only happens if you accept your, it as your thoughts, as we said in our declaration, all thought is creative. And how I choose to think creates my personal experience. So I will speak the treatment of my own words for the treatment of my mind. And if you choose to accept any part of it as your own, you can internalize these words and it will become your thought, your treatment, your prayer, And God will respond with what God always responds with. Yes, and so it is. Together through treatment, we will agree. And what we will internalize and emotionalize and think upon will manifest because we know that God's response is yes, and so it is. So let's get into a posture of prayer. You may want to set up a little bit and relax your body. Open up your arms and your legs and put yourself into a posture of receiving receiving what the universe has for you. Take a deep breath and become present in this moment. Take another deep breath and let it out. As you hear this prayer, take any part of it that resonates with you as your own. Think on those thoughts and they will manifest in you. know this with me as you, if you will there's only one god one creator one source one first cause to all things there's only one and today i call it source because it is the source of all there was all there is and all that will ever be source is everything it is everywhere because it is it created everything since source was the only thing in the beginning, it had to create everything out of itself. Sources within me, sources in all those within my voice, sources everything that happens to me, through me, around me, to me, and for me. Since God is love, since source is love, since source is good, everything is love and everything is good. Since source is sacred, everything is sacred. Everything is created out of source. Today, I know my world is full of blessings. Today, I am thankful for all that I have and all that I am about to receive. Today, I can imagine even more. I can imagine an amazing year ahead of me that gets better and better every hour of every day. I can imagine a new year where everything I desire is attracted to me and manifest in me and through me. But most of all, for me. I know that wonderful things are coming to me, even if I have not asked for them specifically. I know this because source is both father and mother to me. God, which is love, the pure definition of love, is a loving, giving father and mother to me. All that I desire and all that I believe, all that I can imagine in my beautiful future is coming to me because I trust in the source, all things to give to me. I trust in love. Starting this very moment, I am blessed with amazing love in the form of good health, in the form of peace of mind, in the form of confidence, security, amazing and loving relationships, prosperity and abundance, a healing mind, wonderful ideas and many, many blessings that are the gifts of God, the gifts of love. I see clearly in my mind's eye that it is manifesting as I repeat these words in my mind and my heart daily. I know that nothing, nothing can get in my way the blessings that I desire because I am created out of source. I am extension of source. Nothing limits me not even my past nor my present situation. I block all negative thoughts that come into my mind. I swat them away like flies. And when they come back to me, I swat them away again. They cannot get into the depths of my mind. They cannot confuse what God, the ultimate source, has to offer me in this life. They cannot, place, they cannot replace love. Thinking on these things ensures that good and positive thoughts grow in my mind And my life continues to get better and better and better every moment of every day, because I am an important part of the universe. I know that all health and security, personal and finance, personal and financial abundance, clarity, support and other gifts of the spirit are mine. I don't even need to ask aloud for these things because source knows my thoughts and is preparing the way and has been preparing the way for my needs to be met for my whole life. I rejoice in the blessings that I have as well as I know those that I know are coming. I am truly loved. I'm truly blessed. I'm completely focused on the blessings, knowing that my focused thought will bring even more of them to me. I'm at peace with the universe because I know it is unfolding as it should. I am love and I am loved. I rejoice and receive all that is mine. And now I release these words into the universe, knowing that my thoughts are creative and they will create my personal experience. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you, the changes of life. The theme for Centers of Spiritual Living Worldwide this month is Divine Discomfort. And this week's subject is Where Comfort Ends, Transformation Begins. We are pleased to have Reverend Dr. Jerry Troyer as our guest speaker this today, and his topic is Divine Discontent, Will I Be My Valentine? Reverend Jerry comes to us from La Mesa, California, near San Diego, which happens to be where my mother grew up. And we went there many summers as I was growing up. So it's a place that is very near and dear to my heart. A New Thought Religious Science Minister since 2007. He is the board president of the affiliated New Thought Network, a membership organization of New Thought Centers and churches, including Unity, CSL, Divine Science, and several independents as well as individuals. Terry is a founding board member and currently the director of relationship development for Urban Street Angels, an organization in San Diego that works with works to end youth homelessness by providing housing, employment, and life skills training to homeless youth between the ages of 18 and 24, which is an amazing thing to give to those young people. He is the author of the acclaimed book Coming Out to Ourselves admitting, accepting, and embracing who we are. So you can look that up after the service. In addition, Reverend Jerry is a guest speaker at CSL, Religious Science and Unity Centers and churches around the country. He offers workshops on grief and loss, on the process of forgiveness, on money and finances, and a new one that is entitled Radical, Radically Content, Being, Doing, and Having Enough. In La Mesa, Jerry lives with his friend and English uh, English cream golden retriever, get that right, named Maggie. His son and family, including seven grandchildren, live near Eugene, Oregon. It is my pleasure to welcome you, Jerry, Reverend Dr. Jerry Troyer. Thanks
2: so much, Lee, and good morning,
0: good afternoon,
2: good evening, wherever you are, and welcome. Uh, It is my great honor and privilege to be with you today. My thanks to uh, my beloved friend Reverend Dr. John Carn, who made the introduction and to Judy and Maya for your uh, kindness and handholding and so forth uh, to allow this morning to happen. So as Lee mentioned, my topic for today is divine discontent. Will I be my Valentine? If you're in a romantic relationship, uh, just a gentle reminder that Wednesday is the day. So after this, you need to be out buying your cards and candy and diamonds and cars and whatever else uh, is appropriate for you to honor and celebrate your beloved. My question for us though is as we're doing that, how are we treating ourselves as our own Valentine as well? Some wise person, not me, said, love is not what you say, love is what you do. So what do we do for others, but equally as important, what do we do and how do we treat and how do we live with ourselves? So that's going to be my topic for this morning. We're going to talk about, wait for it, change which we love to do, right? I know that I certainly do. And sometimes even if it isn't, even things aren't working as well as I'd like for them to, actually changing it can be scary. So we'll talk We'll talk about all of that this morning. Can we say, yes, I want to do that. It's completely different from what I've ever done. Can we say, no. I've done this, I've had this, I've believed this for however many years or decades or centuries, and I'm complete. Do we allow ourselves to honor ourselves, stand in our integrity, and say yes and say no? We want to be warm and fuzzy, we want to be comfortable. It's been raining in San Diego uh, the last week or so, which is completely out of character for us because it's supposed to be, if if you're familiar with weather in San Diego, uh, you know it's supposed to be warm and sunny and 70 degrees year round, but uh, it isn't always. Uh, and so we've had rain for the last week or so, and I've been complaining to anyone who will listen um, because it's inconvenient, and I have to take the aforementioned dog out and go through that. And if you have pets, you know, and if you have dogs, and especially large furry dogs, you know that you got to do what you got to do, and it's inconvenient. So we want to be warm and fuzzy and comfortable. But in this thing called life, sometimes an area of our lives or a situation or a relationship starts to not be so warm and cozy and comfortable. And the still small voice. That divine discontent starts to speak to us, normally quietly, then a little less quietly, and then a lot less quietly, and we get the tap on the shoulder that this isn't working, or this is not what I came here to do, which gives us the opportunity to make a change. So, again, for Wednesday, as we're taking care of one another, are we also honoring and celebrating and taking care of ourselves? I don't know about you, but I have a comfort zone. So I'm comfortable doing that, being here, going here, and those things that I'm normally used to, and, and I'm comfortable and it's okay. But sometimes that, produces a little stagnation and a little bit of been there, done that. And do we ever have the, just that in the back of our minds, wouldn't it be fun to, wouldn't it be fun to go here or do this? Wouldn't it be fun to stir the pot as it were? Or wouldn't it be really fun to get rid of that or stop doing that? That's the divine discontent. That's that loving, nurturing voice within us that says, yeah, but what about something different? What about something fun? Do you do New Year's resolutions? I, I used to. And what I found was the list kind of looked like a carbon copy of the previous year and the previous year. I use that expression sometimes, and uh, a lot of times people look at me like, "Well, what's a carbon copy?" And for the if you don't if you know what a carbon copy is, I honor and celebrate you. If you don't know what a carbon copy is, I love and celebrate you as well, and go look it up. But it's an old, an old, old technology, if you want to call it that, where we made a copy of whatever the document was. And so, last two years ago's. Uh, New Year's resolutions might look like last year's, which looks like this year's, which looks like next year's. And if that's your situation as it was mine, I invite you to look at that list and decide, is that really yours to do or are you ready to move on? By stepping outside our comfort zone, we open ourselves up to new, amazing, wonderful experiences. A wise person, again, not me, once said, don't let your good get in the way of your better. So if it's okay, if the job's okay, if the relationship's okay, if the situation is okay, that's okay. But are we ready for something better, something greater? It might be doing, being, or having something new. It might also be about stopping doing being or having something there's a great book a clutter busting by brooks palmer and he talks about clutter being not only the stuff in the storage room not only the stuff in the garage not only the stuff under the bed but any relationship any belief any material possessions that no longer serve us they become clutter they be, we we look at them and start to feel that divine discontent just a little and begin to allow ourselves to think about the possibility that maybe we could change and release whatever that is now back in the day and this was 30 or so years ago i worked for a technology company and we were privately owned And it was wonderful. And the owners were incredibly generous. We had parties at every possible opportunity. Um, I mean, we did Valentine's Day, uh, St. Patrick's Day, pretty much everything. The benefits were wonderful. And then the family decided to sell. And... They did a camp, and there was a lot of fear because what happens, and if you've been through this situation, you know there's fear involved and what's going to happen now and and will the benefits go away and what will be the culture and all of that. And so they created what probably was a couple of semi-trucks full of buttons that said change is good. And the senior management would walk around and thankfully would talk with people and remind them that change is good. Yeah. And another wise person once said, change is good, you start. Interesting. Change, again, even if we're changing for something better, even if we're changing for something that we really want, changing anything can be a little disconcerting. So why do we, why do we fear? We fear sometimes because I don't know what to do. Do you ever have that? I'm, yeah, this is a great, okay, spirit. This is a great idea. It makes perfect sense to me, but I don't know how to do it. And so sometimes we stay feeling that divine discontent because we're not sure how to take the next step. But what I know is this still small voice that provides us with this divine discontent always tells us. When I did my practitioner studies, um, I borrowed an affirmation that says, I always know what I need to know when I need to know it. That is absolutely been my experience. And so what I know for all of us is when we listen and act on the intuitive ideas, when we act and act on this divine discontent, we get those intuitive ideas. And when we act on them, they move us to the next level. Never done that before, have no idea how to do that. But I know that somehow, some way I'll be divinely guided and be allowed to take the next step. Someone said fear stands for false evidence appearing real. Change can be scary and can be fearful, but we didn't come here to stay stuck in whatever it is if it doesn't make our hearts sing and our tails wag. That's not what we came here to do. We came here to express and experience all the good that life has for us, but something has to change very often. So I love Facebook. I'm not a stockholder. I have no emotional attachment or financial attachment, but I found this book. And, the, and it's one of my favorites. The title is Radically Content, Being Satisfied in an Endlessly Dissatisfied World. And as Lee mentioned, I created a workshop about based on this book because it so touched my heart. And in the book, the author Jamie Veron talks about a question, a question that I don't know about you, but it has affected my life for many, many years and decades. And the question is, what will they think? Did you ever ever do that? I would like to find a new job. I'd like to get a new relationship. I'd like to get rid of this Peloton. Did you you do that during the... COVID, did you get the exercise machine that just was so wonderful and you were so excited and now it's spending its time holding your blankets or your clean clothes in your bedroom or your spare bedroom? Yeah, I did that and then lovingly released that, but that's a separate story. But what will they think if I dot, dot, dot? What will they think if I quit dot, dot, dot? But listen to these words from this amazing book. What will they think is the question that robs us of our dreams and happiness more than any other? Who is they and why do we care so much about what they think? Who is this faceless group of people that's going to come for us if we don't measure up to their ideal? And why are we not encouraged to examine this idea we take as an absolute, inconvertible truth. We do not need to spend our life in pursuit of achievements that have no real value to us internally. The goal is to be the most expressed version of yourself. You should feel free to jump in the pool with your bathing suit on or off, my words, not hers, To wear sleeveless dresses, to love with abandon, to create the art that lights you up, to construct and build an entire life that is so you, there's no room for comparison. You deserve to love your life so much that it doesn't matter who affirms or denies you. Again, Radically Content by Jamie Varon. Absolutely amazing book. How often do we base our future plans on our worries about what someone else will think? How how often do we, we have combat between the divine discontent and the yes, but? Yes, but what would they think? An interesting question. I invite you to consider that. So sometimes it's the fear sometimes it's the fear of not knowing how to do it about 2 years ago i really wanted a tesla no idea how does this work how do you charge it how do you how do you do it i don't know but i wanted a tesla completely out of character for me because i tended to be a little safer and a little more you know, within the within my lane that had no idea how to do that. Little bit of fear that, you know, oh God, am I going to, you know, am I going to catch it on fire? Am I going to blow it up? What am I going to do? And this still small voice said, okay, then let's do this. And it was the most amazing experience because the good news is they are, and this is an unkind expression, but go with me on this. They are idiot proof. So no, you chances are you can't catch it on fire. You're not going to do something goofy. It reminds you about 19 times when you need to recharge the battery, you're going to be fine. So to make a long story even longer, in my garage downstairs is my Tesla. And it's just the coolest thing and the charger plugs into the dryer plug. And so now there's, it's a splitter. And so there's one plug for the Tesla charger and one plug for the dryer. And when you start to charge the Tesla, the dryer automatically shuts off so you don't overload anything. Cause it's the 210 or 240 or whatever, you know, the, the more juice, um, my relatives in Kentucky call, not call electricity juice. And so it's it's the more juice. But it can only go, based on the the wattage, I think is the word in your house, it can only do a certain amount of juice. And so when I first tried to charge it, it kept tripping. So I called the company that installed the adapter and had them come out because it's just, it's not working because it keeps tripping it. And the electrician who was very kind and very patient said, see on the box there it says the maximum is 24 watts so you need to or amps or whatever it is so you need to to adjust that and you can do that on the car when you go to charge it that it's 24 amps not 48. (sighs) i was embarrassed read the read the box read the label jerry sometimes We don't make that change. We don't go out on the limb. We don't step into that greater good because we're fearful that we're going to look foolish, that we're going to do something wrong. Yeah. Just read the label, Jerry. Okay, thanks so much. Didn't charge me for the service call. It wasn't a thing. Because we all have done this. The truth is we human beings have all been in a position at one point or another when we didn't know what to do and maybe we made a mess and maybe it was perfect. But the truth is it was perfect because we learned from whatever it was. So releasing that fear, releasing that fear of failure. And then the opportunity for us is to embrace our victories the small ones, as well as the big ones. Knowing that that's how life works. No, I'm not gonna make this change necessarily today, entirely today and get to the goal. But another wise person, not me, once said, said that the way you eat an elephant is one bite at a time. So I'm not gonna get this whole thing done today, but I can take the first step. I can ask for help. Remember in the Beatitudes, Jesus said, ask, seek, and knock. Do we allow ourselves to do that? Do we allow ourselves to say, Spirit, I don't know, but, I, but this, I am called to do this, and I absolutely know that when I need to know, I will be shown what I need. Do we allow ourselves? Are we comfortable enough to step out and do that? It's like going to the gym and exercising a muscle. I believe, because the more we step out, the more we act on that divine discontent, we're shown what we need to do. And wow, well, if I did that, then maybe I can do this. And if I did this, maybe I can do this. The truth is, we don't have to do anything different. We are already the essence expression and experience of spirit. There's excuse me, there's nothing to change to be acceptable. There's nothing to change to be better. We can absolutely be radically content with exactly who we are and where we are. But if there's an area of our lives that doesn't work or we'd like for it to work better, if there's a story that we keep telling that we're ready to lovingly release because we're just sick to death of it, there's always the opportunity to do that. And we're always supported in making that change. Ernest Holmes in the book, Creative Mind and Success says, if it is the father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom, it should be our good pleasure to accept it. There's no limitation except the ones we believe there's no limitation. So wouldn't we rather, wouldn't we rather, now y'all are, many of you are in Atlanta, with all due respect, I'm not making fun, but do we live our lives like we're in the back of coach on Delta in the middle row that does not recline? Or do we live our lives like we've been upgraded to first class? Because as we know, the universe always says yes. And if you want to do first class, that's absolutely fine. And if you want to do coach in the back of the plane in a middle seat, that's absolutely fine. But if given the choice, wouldn't we rather make those changes and live this luscious, amazing, ridiculous life? Now. Everything I've talked about up until now requires change, and change requires courage. But listen to these words. My other favorite book is Forgiveness and Other Acts of Love by Stephanie Dowrick, and she writes about this experience of courage, and it's a little bit of a long quote, but bear with me if you would. Courage is more than voyaging. It is voyaging and reflecting. It is an engagement with the complexity of life through the body, the powers of the intellect, and what some would call heart or soul. I don't want to do this, but I choose to. I will go with this even though it is hard. I will face this with my eyes open. I am ready to move on. In the presence of courage, it becomes possible to take fear out of its hiding place, look deeply into it, ask what it wants, how it thinks it is saving you, how you could learn what it wants to teach you without feeling driven by anxiety to attack, blame, or self-justify, or to flee from your own life into the dubious safety of someone else's authority. Do we live our lives based on someone else's authority? Or do we listen to that still small voice, to that divine discontent, and recognize we didn't come here to settle. We didn't come here to schlep. I love that Yiddish word. We came here to express and experience all the good that life has for us. We came here to be our own valentines. And we do that by standing in our integrity, saying yes, saying no when we mean it, and making those changes that are appropriate for us. Because we're only here for 100, ideally perhaps, 110 or 120 years you want to you want to frolic you want to have an amazing life and it's possible for us but we need to make those changes and maybe it's just a belief if if money and finances finances and financial abundance are an issue what do we believe about our money if we're of a certain age do we talk about our fixed income And if we do, I invite us, myself included, to go and brush our teeth. Uh, My beloved friend Edwin Gaines would say if you're on a fixed income, who fixed it? Because the universe is abundant and we can and should, and I don't like this word, but we should be as well. And the opportunity for us is there as we change. Our belief about our money and what it is and what it where it comes from and our deservedness. So changing our beliefs, changing our stories, what do we what do we talk about all day? What do we believe about other people and about ourselves and about life and about money and about our health and all those other things? And our fears and again including i just really want to do this but what will they think it doesn't matter it just what matters is what we're divinely guided to do and what our divine discontent is telling us quoting and i don't know if i'm pronouncing this right but i just absolutely love this quote from uh, Nin. And the day came when the risk to me remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. In your heart of hearts, what are you ready to release? What are you ready to embrace? What are you ready to experience that on December 31st, you'll look back and say, this was the best year of my life. Because this loving, nurturing presence that we call God, Spirit, the universe, the infinite, the divine, always says yes. Yes. So whatever it is, there's it's possible for us. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. So with that in mind, join me in the light for just a minute. So we stay in this consciousness of oneness and offer great gratitude for this glorious day and for the opportunity to be together thanks to this technology that we call the internet and stream and StreamYard and Zoom and various other things. We give thanks for this teaching and, and the opportunity to be reminded of the truth of our being, that life loves us, nurtures us, Always guides us and always says yes. And so, moving forward today, we allow ourselves to express and experience all that good that life has for us, to honestly feel the divine discontent and decide if this situation, if this belief, if this story is still true for us, or if we're ready to change it. Because we're always loved. We're always supported. We're always told what we need to know. So as we move forward into this week, this week especially being reminded of this experience of love, we allow ourselves to love our dear ones and also ourselves. For this day, for this time together, for this beloved spiritual community, we give great thanks. And together we say, And so it is.
1: So it is. Thank you, Reverend Dr. Jerry Troyer. So now it's time for us to consider giving to the center. We've got awesome speakers like Dr. Jerry, and we have more coming. So we appreciate all of you who sustain us. And if you would with me, say our affirmation of prosperity. I join in the divine flow. And everything that I have, as I freely and joyfully give I join in the divine flow. And all that I share with life returns to me multiplied abundantly. And so it is and you can donate at CSL midtown.org slash donate, or click on the QR code. Um, either one, that works, it'll take you right to the donation site. And I'm going to turn it now back over to Lee Huffman for some announcements and taking us out.
0: Thank you, Vance. Um, Wow. Thank you, uh, Reverend Jerry. Um, It's amazing. And the quotes that you put in were just some of my favorites. So thank you for that. Um, A few things that are coming up uh, quickly here. We have On March 4th will be our beginning of our 13th year, and it's very close to us coming up now, Um, but on March 3rd, we are going to have our annual community meeting online right after our service. So if you can, come and join us in Atlanta the first Sunday of each month. We are uh, in in face-to-face, and we are also broadcast, so please come to that. Um, and if you can't make it into Atlanta, then join us online via Zoom, and then you can be part of our community meeting, because we want you to be partners with us. We want you to be members of our community. This this community is built for you, so uh, please do that. That's the third Sunday, and the service is at 11 o'clock, as we have every Sunday, and then the meeting will be a short meeting, Um, to talk about last year and next year and uh, to look at our budget and the things that are going on. And then uh, we will have our great um, potluck dinner or brunch. Um, That'll be fantastic. So some things are going on this next week. Uh, Boost Online is a talk with practitioners, and that's Tuesday at noon to 1230 or so. And whoever logs on, uh, you can have a discussion with a practitioner And you can hook into that, get into that through our Zoom link, which is on our uh, page, which is cslmidtown.org. The study group every Sunday from 10 o'clock to 1045 is online on Zoom, and it's a great group. They uh, have a book that they read and talk about, and you don't have to read the book to come in and be involved in the discussion. But please come and join that, and you can learn more and get a little bit deeper. Then our celebration service next Sunday is online from 11 to 12, and that's uh, Reverend Robert, I'm going to mess this up, sorry, Robert, (laughs) Brzezinski, Um, and as divine discomfort, pain pushes until vision pulls, which actually ties directly into what Reverend Jerry said today, you know, our divine discontent. So those are the things that are coming up. Um, the annual meeting is very important, so please come. And also today, right now, on Zoom, Reverend Jerry is going to be there. So you can jump out of here, wherever you are, jump into CSLMidtown.org, hit the Zoom link, and go in and talk with them. So all is good, and all is well. So join me in reading our closing affirmation. I leave this place now knowing something better than I knew before. I go forth into the world with a heart full of love and a mind full of good sense. I look at the world in a greater way, knowing that I have within me everything I need to create the life I desire. I give thanks for this understanding, and I am grateful for the spirit of life that lives through me, and so it is.